Master Tavern Keeper's History of the Old World. So, what of the giants of Albion? You say that they were a gift from the old ones to the truthsayers. These, uh, bollocks, was it? Ach, well, they were indeed created by the old ones. But, uh, bollocks is not what we call them. Bollocks is simply the greatest, or at least the most well-known of the giants of my motherland. We simply refer to them as giants, because they're giants. Although, uh, they were originally known as, uh, Sky Titans. Ah, now, that is a word I've not heard in a while. A long, long while. Oh, yeah. It is known to me. Is there a difference between, uh, giants and uh, Sky Titans, I mean? Oh, yes, indeed. There most certainly is. The Master Tavern Keeper is quite right. The Sky Titans were a race of enormous giants much taller and far more intelligent than the common, comparatively diminutive giants of today who are their uh, lonely, nomadic descendants. A good few lived in the mountain tops of Albion, although the beating heart of their civilization, and I do not use the word in jest nor sarcastically, was far away, near Cathay, upon the tallest and most easternmost mountain range in all the world. Are you perhaps referring to the ancient giant lands? Ach, aye, that's the one. Having sailed the waters that way, I should have known you'd have heard of it, Septi. Ah, I mean, uh, Master Tavernkeeper. Ah, well, I have heard a few stories, and, of course, the long tale of their fate at the hands of the ogres. But uh, that's all, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. What can you tell us about them? Well... The Sky Titans lived in vast fortresses, hewn from the rock of the mountains themselves, high above the cloud line. Each was a diluvian, megalithic citadel, standing proud of the sea of clouds. They were recluses, and content to exist in isolation upon their unassailable peaks, rarely descending down the slopes of their strongholds, apart from when the need to gather food and tend to their herds of gigantic mountain beasts arose. Each lived alone and was happy that way. I heard it said that the most isolated were huge as they never stopped growing. The most ancient of them grew to enormous sizes, yet as they did so they became more and more sedentary and more and more akin to the mountains themselves than, uh, well, living beings. That was until, of course, 2,750 years before the start of the imperial calendar and the great migration of the ogres in the east. A story for another day, though. So, uh, what of the giants of Albion, though, Cedric? Were they truly sky titans? They filled the bill if they were as tall as you described them to me before. Aye. Well, they certainly started out as your uh, sky titans there. The old tales say that the race of mighty giants that inhabited the island were put there by the old ones. 
primarily to guard it from would-be invaders. But unlike your eastern sky titans, they did not confine themselves to the mountainous peaks of the interior. Rather, you'd find them constantly prowling the rugged coast. Nowadays, too, you can still find them wandering along the mist-shrouded cliffs, hurling rocks and boulders down onto any ships which come too close to the shore, bellowing with joy every time they strike an intruder's vessel and smash it to splintered smithereens. The unfortunate crews of said boats would usually perish where the ship sank, but any that started for the shore would uh, soon find the giant waiting for them, up to its waist in water, ready to wolf them down. But it was not always the case. They were not always such mindless, dim-witted engines of destruction. Once, they were great heroes who cut a sway through the demonic forces of chaos and worked in harmony with the human forces marshalled by the truthsayers in the great war against the old enemy. But in the years of indolence since, their longevity, for I have never, ever, ever heard tell of a giant or Albion dying of natural causes, has become their nemesis, as senility has beset the last vestiges of their intellects. That said, it is believed by some truthsayers that this is as a result of the corrupting power of the accrued magics that blight the land, rather than any flaw in their creation. Who can say which is right, though? But their real selves are still in there. If you're a quick looky here at my uh, shillelagh... Oh, Heinrich, what's that look for? M- my staff of light here. This big stick, as you so described it. Anyhow, uh, if you have a look here at my shillelagh, you should be able to see it's covered in strange markings. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is. So, what are these then? Ah, oh, well, they're called Ogham. And within these symbols is the ancient magics we use to call forth the slumbering intellects of the giants and return them to their former selves, if only for a short time. In this way, we, the truth sayers, I mean, have learned much at times past and have secured the aid of the giants in uh, lifting up and carrying huge boulders to use in the monoliths that we still construct, as well as repair those of our forebears, in order to uh, arrange these uh, stones in rows or in circles to act like the elven way stones and strengthen the geomantic web by aligning them with the heavenly bodies above. Ah, I see. Further proof of the old adage. The length of the beard does not prove the strength of the dwarf. Or, in more simple terms, what you see is not necessarily what you get. Ah, hi, to be true. Anyhow, I think that's enough on giants. Don't you reckon? Ah, no, no, no. Wait a moment. What, by Ulrich's beard, is Bollocks? Ah, I almost forgot. Well, he's the, uh, well, he's maybe the oldest. But if not, he's certainly the most renowned of all the giants of Albion. He's even worshipped like a god by some of the tribes that still live up in the caves. They actually carved a large depiction of him into the chalk hills of their land, brandishing his massive chopper. It's, um, it's quite impressive, I can tell you. He was one of the most cunning and powerful of the giants, but the, uh, the ages have not, been, uh, have not been kind to him. And his intellect has dimmed to a particularly low point, even for a giant. In point of fact, about the only thing that he can now say is his own name, alas. As it happens, actually, my cousin wrote a poem about him. So, maybe you'd like to hear that. Oh, yeah, yeah, please, Master Alchemist. It would be our pleasure. Right then, bollocks it is. 
On certain nights, by the green moon's light, a giant's causeway he'll dance, a god at play, till night turns day, or a sprightly lord'll prance, to balter with glee high above the sea, but beneath the pale moon beams, then up the cove to stray and rove, amongst the rocks and streams. It's him, that's right, it's old bollocks. One night his ears strained towards the fog banks, cushioning the bonny pebbled beach, where the truth says once led the unruly ranks and changed hearts with each and every speech. For a splashing he had heard out there, out there he had still unseen, and a fire kindled in his heart and stare, and anger came fresh and keen. He was not blithe that night, old bollocks. Then he spied them, white, blue and neat, Silver helms pristine, swords fine. Their faces sharp, aquiline and sweet, but the hearts lean cold and unkind. These elves heave boats up onto the shore, their intent and desires unknown. Mighty bollocks, then I like what he saw, and heaved himself up a great stone. Trust no elves that night, did old bollocks. Then up to the cliff top did the elves' leader call, in the truthsayer's tongue of times past. We come in peace, seeking to trade is all, and the elves sheathed their blades quick fast. But old Bollis completely failed to catch their drift, and grinning raised his boulder up high, and flattened the elves before they could shift, whilst bellowing his succinct reply. Bollocks! 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 said old Bollocks. By Ulrich's beard! Is this typical behaviour of your noble giants, Master Alchemist? <laughs> well, it's not unusual, so I guess it is. For example, the next greatest giant in Albion is probably a Cactor, twin brother of mighty Bollocks, although ever so slightly more intelligent than his sibling, for his grasp of language still remains intact, but he is no less akin to a force of nature. So, do you have any poems or anecdotes pertaining to... Uh, him oh, well, actually I do. Old Cactor once got into a feud with another pair of giants, the mighty Dong and Mia Dong, who hailed from the north of Albion. Not much of a story, you're probably thinking, but the unusual thing about it was the length of the fight that erupted between these giants. It lasted for a couple of centuries, although without a single drop of blood spilt. The giants spent this whole time searching for and picking up boulders on nearby menhirs to hurl at each other whenever a break in the ubiquitous mists that smother old Albion came. These then embedded themselves so deeply into the ground that no amount of digging and heaving could get them back out again. The disruption to the geomantic web caused numerous storms of magic to erupt and create havoc across the great ocean and nearby coastlines during the entire duration of the fight. Eventually, though, the three giants forgot all about their feud, and everyone went home, giving us truthsayers the chance to uh, attempt to repair the damage done to the nearby ley lines and stabilise things once more. Yeah, by Ulfric's beard, they really are as long-lived as you said. Ach, aye. To be true, and also our secret weapon against invaders. I remember once when a fleet of Norsemen tried to land on our northeastern shores, having somehow made it past the magical mist that protect us. It had been Cactor and Bollocks who'd first noticed the would-be invaders and their bellowing had drawn the nearby tribes to them. 
including a number of truth sayers, has to be said. I was actually studying with the uh, venerable Lime over that way at the time, which is how I came to witness this event. We watched from the clifftops, the two giants standing tall beside us, as the wolf ships of the Norse plowed through the crashing surf on the shingle-strewn beach below. But as each one grew close, the two giants would heft up huge rocks and hurl them down onto the boats with unerring accuracy, smashing each to pieces. As they did so, we truthsayers recited charms to summon up mere worms to feast upon the survivors. Oh, yeah. Did the charm happen to go like this? And I'll... Ouch! Master Tavernkeeper, you kicked me! Ah, did I? My apologies. But perhaps what you're about to divulge will not be a prudent thing to disclose in a present company. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you are right. Uh, My apologies, Master Alchemist, for interrupting. Please continue. Uh, It was uh, nothing of consequence. Do not worry. Oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Still, it's a little bit uh, intriguing. Anyhow, back to my story. Back on the clifftops, all around us, the warriors stood, striking their weapons against their shields and the sides of their chariots, until finally, behind us, a single word echoed out from the clifftop. Borrowed! And then, all at once, we took up the giant's cry and chanted in unison as the Norse fled back to the high seas. Bollocks, 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 bollocks. Ugh, nah, it was a good day. And then it rained, of course.